Hello there, I am Mr. Eternally Optimistic and I'm so grateful to be vibing with you at this moment in time. My only intention here is to be a better reflection of love, to show up and be love itself because the high call of us all is to walk in love. I know that seems like a broad call to action but I generally like to think of that as just simply hanging out in these seven specific vibrations and they are happiness, patience, joy, gratitude, peace, abundance, and lastly, compassion. My goal for us spending this time together is to actually help you gravitate to those vibrations as well. Because sometimes we go astray from the center of our core being and just need some guidance back home to that connection to the divine source that's within us all. We all face the test of the human condition. How could we not with our spirit being born into these physical bodies? I've walked this path for so long and just know in my heart where I come from. Long ago, I set out on a path of seeking a greater understanding of myself and just the human condition in general. I studied in the humanities in college, namely psychology and philosophy, and those obviously helped shape my thought processes. Today, I might even be confused as a Stoic, an ancient philosophical idea. I couldn't even begin to tell you all the ways my psychology degree has influenced and ben benefited me. Most importantly for me, though, in my life's journey, at several points in my life, I accepted that Jesus Christ came to give us life more abundantly through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that, I know, has had an impact on, on my life. My walk in life has been propelled by these understandings, and essentially that's what shaped my core identity and thought processes as well. It's said that children are love, and my three sons and daughter have certainly shown up and demonstrated that time and time again. Having four children has propelled me to truly understand that love is patient in an applicable sense. And how about the institution of marriage itself, which requires you to thoroughly vacillate the whole verse of 1 Corinthians 13.4, with forgiveness being highlighted often, as I can attest to after 22 years of marriage. Despite your starting point, though, your path has been made clear. Ultimately, you have the power to create the world in which you would like to reside. Do not be deceived. All you need is the faith the size of a mustard seed, and you will grow into a mighty tree of love. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, so they go hand in hand, along with love. And many have come to shine a light on this in some way or another. I am just another spoke in the wheel of sorts or a, another wave in the ocean and, and hopefully a bigger one pounding its intention to a, a receiving shore. It's all about love and love just carries a particular vibration. And while everyone has a different starting point, a good way to start going in the right direction of a sustained vibration of love is just to stay in a state of gratitude. Can you just think of something to be grateful about? Gratitude is the key that unlocks the gift of the present moment. W once you do that, then you'll be headed in the right direction. But practice makes perfect. So be aware sometimes we allow ourselves to focus on what we're lacking. And that will only produce more lack. And that's the opposite of what we're looking for. Personally, I started taking long walks of gratitude to gain more traction. Uh, fortunately, I had three dogs that needed to be walked. So, um, and I would, I, I, but I would have to say it works. That's all I can tell you. I know it works. Everything is still in divine order, and part of that automatically means gratitude must be in its rightful place.
once you've learned the center gratitude, then you can incorporate the other six vibrations of happiness, patience, joy, peace, abundance, and compassion. It's a process, though, and that requires perseverance because love never fails. There's a part of you that that should resonate with, but it must become the biggest part because there's another part of you that will identify with separation and labeling and judging. And that's your ego. And the ego operates as a thief in the night. And it's constantly trying to distort your reality and identity. You are a creator from your connection to the divine source. But that, that, that reality is constantly threatened by other forces. You know, bodily forces, emotional forces, psychological forces. Don't you want to live in your, your greatest power? Or would you prefer to be a prisoner of some past event? Or, or possibly living in a lower state of being? I'm personally hoping you live in your greatest power. Love and the act of forgiving must be done in totality to achieve the full essence of grace. It's no secret about the power of the present moment and how the universe has your back because it's responding to the vibrational essence that you energetically create on a regular basis from thought to thought and feeling to feeling. Be still and know that I am God is a great proverb. It, 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 and that could just be another way of saying to meditate or pray. It took me many years to not be anxious about anything, especially silly stuff like rushing to avoid a red light or too often worrying about something that was going to happen in the future. Or worse, constantly playing something back in my mind that happened in the past that I can't change. And, and more than likely, that's the wrong vibrational essence that's going out because it's something that you, you didn't like. Stress and worry do no good and subsequently rob us of peace. I finally learned that I had to truly just appreciate the gift, which is the present moment. You know, we, we all must take responsibility for the energetic footprint we vibrate outwardly to the universe. That energy, it goes out to the universe. If that's if you want to truly be happy and hang out in those seven specific vibrations. This requires practice, though, and some people naturally do better at this than others. Thoughts have power. It's very simple. Thoughts have power. So be very mindful of what you allow to be repeatedly played out in your thoughts because they can either be seeds of hope or seeds of despair. And, you know, you can go back and replant some seeds and change it. This is actually how I began my new identity. I just decided that no matter the situation, my mental approach would always be towards whatever was most favorable in any given situation. And that's just being optimistic. It's kind of common sense. It, it, may, it, it could have been that I was driving in a crowded parking lot. And it appears full. But I can assure you my thought is that I'm going to find a good spot. And in the rare case that it, that it didn't come to fruition, you know, I would use my extra time to maybe meditate on one of the other seven vibrations, like uh, being grateful because I'm actually able to walk. And not everybody actually has that ability, you know, or, or I could be grateful that my muscles were strong enough to even accomplish the task. Those are just much better vibrations than being upset or bitter about having to walk from a back parking spot. Okay, maybe I'm being a little trivial, but we must be our own gatekeeper, making sure we just don't let any random car through the gate. 
that's how we that that's how we have to be with our thoughts. If you don't guard against them, some crazy ones get in and then they take up residency and 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 start controlling the space that you're supposed to be guarding. That's your head. And then once too many neg negative ones pile up, they start acting like they own the place. And then start dictating actions that go against the core principle of love. This is much easier to follow when, when you stay connected to the divine source within. I believe that there is a Holy Spirit that assists with this. Maybe the voice that comforts us when we're down or the one that encourages us even after letting the wrong thoughts through the gate in the first place. And they're, they're like strangleholds now. I've learned and practiced this so long. You know, I've been I've been through so many situations in life where I, I've had a voice guide me. I think I said in my last podcast I was in a fire and and for sure there was a voice that guided me in a particular situation, but I just didn't listen well enough. And then after I went over and over again, just replayed some situations in my life, there was always a voice there trying to guide me into the proper place. And that's the Holy Spirit, and that's there for us all. I just I just kept learning, kept trying to practice, and I and I did this for a long period of time. I started reading self help books, um, and then um, like in my search for meaning, you know, that was actually a good book by Viktor Frankl. I knew I had to arm myself for the battlefield of the mind. That was another good book by Joyce Myers. It's not a secret anymore. You know, that was another good book by R Rhonda Byrne, and you know, because the universe has your back. That that's another good book by Gabrielle Bernstein, because this has everything to do with the power you're capable of creating in the present moment. The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. That's another good book. You know, the possibilities are endless, but I would recommend beginning with love, though, because if you seek love first, all else will fall into the proper proper place. God is love. Full stop. There is a power that we can step into in the current moment by just showing up with expectancy in our heart to be the loving, harmonious vibration that we are. Then by learning to be still in that moment, eventually we start to grow roots of love instead of roots of discord and disharmony. The ego has convinced many that we are separated by races, genders, religions, nationalities, and even political affiliations. It has been that way for a very long time, and it has been the root cause of humanity's greatest sufferings. The most predominant thought should be, and this is my opinion, should be we are one from the same source of love. Divided we fall. That's why I'm standing in this current space as Mr. Eternally Optimistic. Because ultimately, my greatest hope would be for the world, for the world to be one love united. I've lived in fear in many different aspects of my life for far too long. At some point, I finally had to allow courage to be a greater part of my life than fear. Maybe it was a series of little acts of courage that eventually led to what I would call my ultimate act of changing my name to Mr. Eternally Optimistic. But at this point in my life, that was very simple. If I gave you a choice right now, which one would you choose? Courage or fear? I'm hoping you pick courage. That's just me. You know, essentially, we are given that choice in every given moment. I'm just wise enough to know that this is a real simple question 
after past repeated mistakes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take courage now. Listen, I'm just trying to encourage you to press on towards the mark of love. That's why I started the nonprofit organization, the One Love United Foundation, to help spread that simple message. To just show up and be love instead of showing up and being in division in one way or another. You know, because we have to let the love of light shine through in all that we do. You know, as I look out my window today, all I see is rain and more rain. I live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, and there are truly magnificent sights to see. But you must also deal with the rainy, dreary days. And, you know, they could dampen your spirit. And it's on days like these that I'm finding myself looking to turn on the light. Do you ever find yourself in a situation like that, trying to brighten up the darkest room in your house? Well, have you heard the good news? The light is always with you. Allow me to share a little story to explain. While the story has been presented in many ways over time, this version is an original, so I hope you like it. The story begins with a lump of red clay, which was intricately formed in the creator's way. Nobody knows the precise time frame, but it's from where we all originally came. This walk started long ago with the one who watched the garden secretly grow. Then the blame was placed on Eve because of the one who cunningly deceives. Because of this, we all lost the truth, which wouldn't be restored until after a woman named Ruth. The story goes that mankind lost its way and a mighty flood came to wash their sins away. There was one who didn't live in the dark and followed the command to build a mighty ark. Eventually, the waters did slowly recede, which presented the opportunity to plant new seed. Evil thoughts persisted in the world to which God's judgment was allegedly hurled. Many people's powers were taken away, which weren't restored until someone led the way. He climbed up a mountain and saw a burning bush somewhere near the lush land of Cush. He came back down with ten things God had to say, but some decided not to listen anyway. Forty years slowly went by, but broken promises left some with tears in their eyes. We've always been connected to the divine source, but unknowingly followed a different force. These barriers can't be broken down unless you stay connected to the universal crown. Another leader eventually emerged and proclaimed to be the prophet of God's word. He said the kingdom of heaven was within, but many called that a blasphemous sin. He was born a virgin birth. It was said God's son had come to earth. He traveled around and told miraculous stories galore. He tried to emphasize that he was the door. The next part of the story doesn't go so well because then on a cross he agonizingly befell. The gospel said he was raised from the dead and now by the Holy Spirit we should all be led. But then the ego deceptively took control to deny you and me from becoming part of the whole. Following the truth shall set you free. It's the amazing gift that was given to you and me. This has persisted to this very day. So please listen to what God has to say. Faith, hope, and love will always remain. It's your soul, however, I pray you retain. The story approaches my current point of view, and God wants me to deliver a simple message to you.
I set out from a distant shore to invite you to go through that open door. The choice is clearly yours to make. I'm just nudging your spirit awake. I notice the sun, the moon, and the stars. This same alignment is collectively ours. I became one with nature and spent most of my time in awe and knew in my heart in God there could be no flaw. I practiced gratitude all day and night and knew the present moment I couldn't fight. I remained vigilantly mindful of the words that came out of my mouth. I also passed the test that was given in the South. The power of intention shapes the day so the Lord's Prayer I would constantly say. And no matter the season, cycle, or storm, my heart felt the protection those words would ultimately form. The seas got calmer. The wind and rain would stop. My hope was rewarded with a bountiful crop. I began dreaming every night, and I think it was about you. Our hearts were reuniting from the Father's point of view. Someone came before me. He said he was the way. I was only trying to remind you to listen to what he had to say. My heart wouldn't be right if I didn't try. You are that same light according to God's eye. In the morning when I opened my eyes, I thought I heard a purple dove's cry. I looked all around, but nothing that I see. Maybe the dense fog was secretly playing tricks on me. Eventually, the fog slowly lifted, but my love for God never slightly drifted. I knew I was destined to find the truth, the one descending from the woman named Ruth. I felt my journey was coming to an end from the immense peace I began to sense deep within. Then, in the still of the night on a distant horizon, appeared a bright light. There were no more obstacles standing in my way. Only grace and mercy rained down from the skies today. Becoming one with the source of love and light, we are never, ever out of his sight. Given the choice to freely roam, my heart beckons only towards its original home. I will sit in that still small space, waiting patiently to see you face to face. Through all those storms in the distant past, I never knew how long any of them would last. Love is patient. I heard it in the word. To believe anything else borders on the absurd. My heart always knew it had to find its way back home. Thank you, God, that way was already shown. The point of the story, there is always a lighthouse in your view, ready to light your way out of any darkness and illuminate your path. All you must do is seek it. It will always lead you home back to love. That's all the time I have for now. Thanks for vibing with me today. I am Mr. Eternally Optimistic and all I'm hoping for is for the world to be one love united.